0: Hello, folks. Welcome to the Solar Fit Renewable Energy Show. Bill Gallagher with you again this morning. Always time for a weather report. Looking outside of our studio in beautiful Daytona Beach, Florida, it is it's a beautiful day today after after the rain we had everything's clearing out it's going to be absolutely beautiful this show was published on a saturday so we're giving a kind of a, a preview of it uh, i want to give a shout out to our friends at daytona dodge chrysler jeep ram for their loyal support through the years and a special shout out to our driver mr daniel Dye, in the craftsman series truck series nascar series we were up in um where were we? Milwaukee, a couple days ago, he qualified fifth, which was just outstanding. But about a third of the way into it, I was listening on the radio, Daniel goes, oh, bang, I just heard something snap, and we broke a rear end. So unfortunately, we didn't have the greatest finish, but Daniel drove a great race, and it was fun. And uh, Grant Finger, his partner, won the race. So uh, Hats off to GMS. Anyway, I want to uh, thank everyone for their support for the Race to Stop Suicide. Oh, I want to introduce a friend of mine right now who is an awesome lady. She's from the Daytona Beach area right now. Her name is Edie Dalkey. Edie, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Bill.
0: It is so cool to have you stop by.
1: I appreciate you asking?
0: You drive by almost every day, right? I
1: drive by a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have been uh, so instrumental in helping us promote our business, which we thank you very much. But before we get there, I want to go back and a little bit about uh, your background. Where did you grow up?
1: So I grew up in Kansas. You don't meet a lot of Kansans out here. In the East, on the East Coast, but that's where I grew up.
0: In Kansas. What part of Kansas?
1: So it was central Kansas, a little town called Newton, which is about 30 minutes outside of Wichita.
0: Okay, Wichita's a big, uh, big aircraft city, isn't it?
1: Yes, yeah. yes, Who's sir. There,
0: Beechcraft and all those guys, yeah.
1: I grew up with actually a lot of people that I went to high school with um, had careers in in one of those
0: fields, so yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. Now, Kansas, I haven't spent a lot of time there. I was to a race there, I think, in the fall. Uh, beautiful, beautiful countryside a little bit on the flat side kind of like Florida right
1: well you would think that unless you bicycle
0: okay if you
1: if you're a a cyclist you will no longer think Kansas is flat cuz we have the flint hills in eastern Kansas not so flat
0: so how high do you think those are
1: oh i don't know but we have this joke that if people drive i70 through the state they think that it's incredibly long and boring but the truth is is we hide all the cool stuff Away from I 70 so that we don't get too big of a population. Oh, you're trying to (laughs) get the
0: population down. Now, uh, my cousin grew up in in Emporia, Kansas, right there, Mm -hmm. and and one of the things he used to brag about is it wasn't a speed limit. And I thought to myself, whoa, I'm going out to Kansas because I like to go fast. Is that true?
1: No. No, maybe on the country roads, which I've experienced many times in my high school years. Um, But there's a speed limit.
0: Gosh, he was lying to me after all these years. I, I was getting ready to move, too.
1: I think the only place that doesn't have a speed limit that I'm aware of is the Autobahn yep. in uh, Europe.
0: I've been on that too. Yeah. That's fun. There you go. But you gotta if you if you're not going 180, you gotta stay to the right. Because exactly. somebody's gonna pass you like a flash. You know? Same
1: thing in Fort Lauderdale, though.
0: Say, <laughs> oh yeah, well that's different. In Fort Lauderdale, they don't know how to it's drive. It's not legal. You know, it's the just fr- stay. the first time it rains in Fort Lauderdale. You have a massive pile because they're not used to driving it when it's slippery. Oh,
1: they're crazy drivers. I spent, I spent four months driving cross country in 2013. Um, and I could write uh, I could write a book on what how to drive correctly. It's it's there's some pretty bad drivers. It's underrated. Yeah,
0: and here in Florida, have you noticed that when you're on the interstate, the number of trucks is? It, is there more trucks, or is it just me?
1: I I I don't know. I it seems like there is um an, an more trucks than what I remember in other inter, other interstates, yeah, yeah. but.
0: Yeah, I think I think that and thank God there are trucks on the road because there was a time there where we couldn't find truck drivers and commerce kind of
1: they move the round country. To a stop. Yeah. They really move the country. Yeah,
0: that's a hats off. You know, uh, when I did, I did spend some time in Germany, which is really funny, is in Germany the truck drivers are revered. They really are. When they go into a place to eat, lots of times they don't even have to pay. It's kind of like the way we feel about our our police officers and our military people. People are willing to. Buy them food because they know stuff work, especially over there where you're going up hills with this double tractor trailer thing. And it is
1: oh yeah, got to know what
0: you're doing. A little
1: little secret of my past yeah. growing up in Kansas: I actually waitressed at a truck stop. Very good tippers. That,
0: that is a good idea. <laughs> Are they still hiring? I'm looking for another job. Uh, I don't, I don't think know. They'd have there, was, right? was, uh, so so you fun. grew up there. Where did you go to school?
1: So I went to high school at a private. Um, a private school called Breen Academy, but then I went to college, actually, first two years at Fort Hayes State, which is in western Kansas, which if if there's it's Hayes, Kansas, and if it's not in Hayes, it's not. Um, and then I finished up at Kansas State, which is Manhattan, Kansas, the Little Apple. Um, both, both colleges, um, I focused on journalism and
0: journalism okay yeah. so what were your aspirations way back then when you graduated
1: oh gosh when I graduated I had had a column uh, I was a columnist for my last year and I decided to be controversial and I had a great experience in exposing different things, and I had my life threatened, and I had people imitate me in theater, and I was it was a good experience. And my professors really wanted me to, to work at the Kansas City Star, et cetera, um, but i it was more important to me where I lived instead of what I did straight out of college, so I wanted to live near an ocean.
0: How many oceans out there.
1: many oceans in Kansas. Nope.
0: Did you see Dorothy? I'm just curious.
1: Oh, gosh. I have never heard that before. (laughs) But... You know, when um, we were
0: kids, we we grew up with a Wizard of Oz. It was like a big deal, you know?
1: Absolutely. In fact, I was talking to somebody about the difference between tornadoes and hurricanes in that hurricanes feel very slow motion to me growing up in Kansas. And when I was very young um we actually had a neighborhood cellar and we would run to it and i remember like my mom having my hand and just flying with her basically pulling me and running to that shelter just like the wizard of oz
0: you know i i'm with you on that I've, I've often thought about the difference between a hurricane and uh tornado and hurricane we have a lot of warning don't we like right now right now you know, we've got this hurricane thing going through our state but you have days you're looking at it right
1: days and days where you know most towns in kansas and down uh, tornado alley will have an all city alarm system and you hear that alarm and you go run to your basements or shelters and um it, it just feels like a scene out of Austin Powers where there's a, a bulldozer or something, and he's like, ah, and it, it, the, another few screens go by, and it's only moved a couple inches, you know, and it feels the same way here because it's like days and days to prepare, yet you don't really know where it's going. I know, so, it's, yeah. just,
0: it's just, well it really it's it's interesting anywhere you go in the United States, everywhere is beautiful everywhere has its own set of issues, whether it's fires, whether it's tornadoes Correct. or hurricanes or whatever like that. but you know what we're pretty resilient in America. we can deal with all these things yes so so okay so what where did you go after that when you left Kansas
1: So I moved straight to Daytona Beach, Florida, without a job. I knew one person and I was incredibly blessed because within two weeks, I had a a job, although it was an independent contractor, self-employed, with the Orlando Sentinel, Chicago Tribune, and a contract with them to handle their advertising for the East Coast area.
0: Well, that's pretty darn impressive, really. (laughs) It
1: It was. I started when I was 23, and I left when I was 50. So I grew up in that company basically yeah
0: it's got to be interesting talking to all these different people and seeing you know professions that they're in and hearing that stuff you
1: know it's it's so different than what i do now because i was i was really working with big businesses with big budgets i i think back of the 80s when newspapers were king and early 90s and i would sell one ad for one day Sunday full page for seventeen thousand dollars, and that was nothing. And I'd get handed budgets for seven hundred thousand, and they'd say, "What do you What do you want? What What should we do with this?" And I'd put a program together, and it was amazing. And then when I first started this, which is completely local, I laughed at the rates because I was like, "I've never seen anything so low." But everything's relative.
0: It is. It's, it is indeed, yeah, a, a billionaire, a million is nothing, right?
1: And we all know what happened to newspapers, so I I did get out, I got out in 2010, and took a year off. I, I joke and say I put my retirement in the middle of my life, because I put everything in storage, flew to Italy, and spent a year crewing on private sailboats. Oh, boy. Ended up in the Galapagos Islands, um, and flew home because I had a dog that I loved very much, and he was failing, and he was worth coming back for.
0: <laughs> that is that's quite an amazing story.
1: It was amazing year.
0: He didn't go to the Galapagos with you? No,
1: I wish, yeah. but yeah, I changed boats along the way, and I, I I call myself I at the time it was more like a. a a sea gypsy, because you live out of a backpack, and, you know, this was not uh, what you see on TV, where you've got matching shirts, and you're on crew. Well, I was on crew, but I was behind the helm, you I know, you I was scrubbing the duck, and <laughs> I was, yeah... Yes.
0: It takes a hearty person to do that, for sure. Isn't it?
1: It's it's funny because I have you know there's memories ingrained in my mind, and I you think when you're doing it, my friends would never believe I'm in this situation with waves crashing and trying to change a sail, and it's dark and crazy crazy positions that you have to wedge yourself in on a small boat. Smallest boat was. 48 foot and i ended up with a 50 foot wow. which when you're crossing the ocean that's tiny it's a very
0: small boat. <laughs> yeah. Really. 50 foot wow yeah. wow so then you came back here came back yeah
1: and um i found this company that i'm with now uh it's a national company called N the n2 company n two stands for neighborhood networks two ends and i joined them in 2013, I joke that I went through um, a personality test, an IQ test, and another test, and three interviews in order to get a position that I worked for myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is there any way to give that to the folks in the government now? (laughs) Exactly.
1: They just, they really screen their, their... Um, Candidates for for this position of being a publisher, they screen them. It really takes the right type of person, and I understand all that now.
0: Well, publishers are pretty. uh, You know, that's that's right up there when you're actually a publisher. Congratulations.
1: Oh, I've I think I counted recently that I've published 125 magazines.
0: Holy mackerel!
1: So, yeah, it's it's been uh, sometimes just a labor of love. Well, well there's,
0: we're gonna you're gonna have to take a break here in just a minute. When we come back, I want to hear about how you go about publishing something. You sure, know, this magazine that you have is just the only two words I can think of is top shelf. Everything from from the verbiage in it to the photos are crystal clear. And the neat thing about a neighborhood magazine is you recognize these people. That, hey, there's Jim. I saw Jim the other day at the Publix.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It is the it is the secret sauce to publishing something in print people say print is dead i say print is is relative when it means something to people when is the last time you printed out something on the internet and went and had it framed yep for sure. never but my publication is being framed all the time because these articles these stories mean something yeah. to people
0: well we happen to have a frame right here that you were graceful enough to give us which is a little bit embarrassing because it's outside and it's got some photos in it but you know what we're really really proud thank you very much Eve, for doing that well
1: wow, yeah. you've been a, you've been an amazing sponsor and thank
0: you you're welcome folks take a short break when we go back we're going to learn all about publishing and maybe we'll even give you a hint on how you can participate right back with you. If somebody knocks on your door or a telemarketer's on your phone, you know it's not us. Hi, folks. This is Bill Gallagher with SolarFit. If you've been thinking about solar, we want you to knock on our door or call us. SolarFit's been a part of this community for over 47 years, and our customers love us. Couldn't say it if it wasn't true. Now's the time to go solar for your home or business. Give us a call at 445-7606. SolarFit your life and set yourself free with the sun's free energy. Hi, folks. Welcome back to the Solar Fit Renewable Energy Show. Bill Gallagher with you again with my friend Edie Dalkey. And Edie, before the break, you were uh, giving us a little bit of background. And and I don't know if I need to go to the confessional for this, but I got to tell you, I still read the Wall Street Journal. Awesome. (laughs) I I love the paper. I love the feel of it. Me too. Even though... Maybe some people think it's behind the times. You're supposed to look at this little screen. It's, I I just love the paper.
1: I you know on Sunday when I was pulling up a newspaper online, I rem- I just re- it it crossed my mind to say I miss the feeling of paper with my coffee. Right. You know
0: right. So you know, years ago, we started the business a long time ago. The best form of advertising back then was the TV guide. In the oh, news journal. Yes, it was by far the best. Huge. You know, a lot of people read the news journal, but everybody read the TV guide. Yep. Now there's, it, I miss the TV guide. Doesn't even Yeah. You know, you know, the craziest thing when you look at it, when you're watching TV, and you're waiting for this thing to scroll through all the different shows. It, it, to me, you just flip the TV guide. Oh yeah, there it is. You know.
1: It's amazing how many businesses uh, digital has actually replaced but newsprint there's nothing i i I love newsprint and i used to say i actually was born with ink in my blood and that's because in 1953 my dad put an ad in the wichita eagle in low german which was the um, language of the midnight people which I am one oh, of. I didn't know that. And my mom was a private nurse in Wichita, and my aunt dared her to respond to this ad. So she did, and that's how my parents met.
0: That is crazy. Oh. Isn't that cool? Holy Mackle. All right, so I can understand why you feel like that. <laughs> so it, yeah. it, it, is, it is great. Let's talk a little bit about your publication and and specifically the role of a publisher. Now, I'm looking at a. Uh, part of this here and I see two of my friends on the cover look at all they are great looking yeah look at those guys huh?
1: So this is my most recent publication the name of the publication is Stroll Ormond Beach Waterfront and on the September issue it's Whitney Shoemaker um, and her son Tay. Um, Whitney is a local doctor and she is one of the residents that receives this publication because she lives on Ormond's waterfront
0: it is a beautiful picture nice pool in the background nice river Halifax river in the background awesome palm trees even inside even even the ads they don't really look like ads they kind of look like they should be there talk about that
1: thank you you know we're probably the only business around that interviews potential prospects because we don't accept everyone's advertising um, we look for the types of businesses that would be a good fit for the types of residents that we um, that we cater to, and that is in any given area in the country, um, uh, basically the uh, the affluent residents in any given area. So we have. Over 550 of these strolls around the U.S. In Locally, in Volusia County, we have mine, of course, Stroll Waterfront. But we also publish for Spruce Creek Fly-In. So there's Stroll Spruce Creek. And closer to Orlando, we've got Stroll Heathrow. And six publications there. You go up north, we publish for World Golf Village, Stroll World Golf Village, and um, and so on. So we've become the experts on neighborhood newsletters for the affluent, and um, it's just been a really humbling and wonderful experience to get to know the people that have been fortunate enough to do well in their life and to buy oceanfront homes or intercoastal homes and live on water.
0: Well, it goes without saying that there's not a lot of luck involved in that. It's a lot of hard work. A lot of hard work. And, of course, some people could look at that as saying, oh, there's no, there's, it's not luck. It's just, it's just hard work.
1: You know, before this job, I would drive John Anderson Drive, and I'd think, "This is, these are all trust fund babies. These are all inherited. Um, but doing this job now for Waterfront for seven and a half years, I have – gotten to know so many people and they are of course lots of doctors but they are inventors they are corporate they are really hard-working people and not just the men there are amazing women that have made it um, made very successful careers and lives and businesses on their own they're not arm pieces like you would you know I would assume um, it it is it's been truly humbling it like I said and amazing to to get to know their personal stories because that's what we do we write about residents personal private stories we keep them guarded we keep them private that's why we interview our prospective advertisers Um, I love the advertisers that we have Um, I always say I'm not the advertising police but we do our best job to make sure that they're a good fit for um, sending them into inside of people's homes Um, that's that can be really risky to to recommend someone and know the company that they're going to be in front of so you really
0: have to do your due diligence make sure whoever's advertising in there is going to be the top shelf you know what i think of sometimes when i drive down the road because i live pretty close to there is you know not only these folks that live there are very successful but the number of people that they employ yes and and all, all of these employees are able to live the American dream and buy their own home because they're working for someone that has that absolutely it's it's really cool
1: and the other thing that I've come to just be amazed at is the philanthropic um, endeavors that residents some are loud about it and some are very private and quiet about what they do but I could drop all sorts of names in in as far as the people who who have been blessed in their life and want to make a difference in the community.
0: It's all about giving back. It I, is. It's all about it, and that's, that's cool. You know, I'll tell you something about that magazine. It reminds me, I grew up in the Adirondack Mountains, upstate oh. New York, and there's a magazine called Adirondack Life. Yep. And I never Beautiful. throw the magazine away, even though I've read it two or three times. I can't. Throw it away. There's something about that. It's the same way with this. I've got every edition that you sent me is in this office. So that's something that's special, too, right? You're not Because I'll, I'll read halfway through and I'll go back because I missed a couple of stories. That's it's funny it. you
1: say that because um, during COVID, I had several residents reach out to me and tell me I have been rereading All of the issues because we have the time. And about four months ago, I did a shout out to, I have a private Facebook group, and I did a shout out to say, Have you kept all your issues? Send me a photo. And I got photos of stacks and stacks. One lady laid them out. All over the floor and then sat on top of it and sent me that photo, which was absolutely charming. But yes, you know, I tell advertisers this has a shelf life and anyone can say that. But when I walk in someone's home and I see it on the coffee table, then I know it's I know that what I speak is the truth.
0: Yeah. Well, it's got a kind of a message to it, you know. Just the word "stroll," doesn't it? I mean, it's, it's very calming. You know, yes. like all of our lives, we run as fast as we can run. Let's just stroll. Exactly. Is that where it that came from?
1: Well, we did a lot of research on what to name because we did a huge rebranding of all of our publications in July of last year, and prior to that, my publication had been called Waterfront Life. And along with my publication being called that, every other publication was called something else. We got up to nearly 600 magazines, all named something different. And we hired a marketing manager and had been in business like 18 years. And she said, what are you guys doing? You need one name. And so we converted to the word stroll after lots of research over many names. And they settled on Stroll. I have an unusual situation because I am Stroll Ormond Beach Waterfront. So um, we're not a religious uh, publication. We are a social publication. But I'm basically telling people to walk on water.
0: Oh, I love that. So <laughs> down in the fly-in, is that Flutter? What's the name of the magazine there? It's Stroll. Oh, Stroll. I'm just kidding.
1: You. Yeah, oh, that's funny. <laughs> yep, it's Stroll Spruce Creek Fly-In. But I'd love to tell you about some of the stories about... Community building, sure. Um, because if if someone asks me what I do, I I I basically say I connect people, and connecting people means building a relationship between residents, building a relationship between advertisers, and building a relationship between advertisers and the residents. So we do private parties. And allow our residents to come meet uh, the sponsors, and the sponsors to meet the residents. Not to sell, but to begin a relationship. Be, you know, and I, my soapbox is always say, you know, you don't have to be best friends with your neighbors. You don't have to agree with them religiously, culturally, socially, but be neighborly, be kind. It it raises everyone up. And this is true for this is true for anyone. Um, do you know your neighbors? And it really helps when you have situations where um, you just need to watch out for each other. So, one of the things that has happened in the last seven years is this has been a community that didn't have an HOA. They didn't have a forum to communicate. And the relationship building between the residents—it's so much bigger than me. It it just happened because of the program we do. I now have residents that take vacations together and that truly know each other. Um, they're a lot of fun. One story is I had one resident who had lived next to the uh, to the their neighbor for years they didn't know each other and the magazine started and i featured them and they joked that they used to call the one neighbor Yellen helen and after reading the story about their life they literally cut the hedge down between an area of the hedge between the two yards built a little wooden bridge sent me a photo and said guess who we're always having drinks with now and that was just exactly what it is we do. Um, another cool story is I had a, a, a man on the west side of the river reach out to me about a photo from uh, a man on the east side of the river because he fished, he, he fished in Nicaragua. And he said, could I, get, could I get this guy's phone number? I said, absolutely. They had something in common. And they have taken three trips fishing in Brazil, and then a third man has has joined, and I think they went to Panama. And those are relationships, and these are guys. Those are relationships that just wouldn't have happened without having this form of communication and becoming friends.
0: I know exactly what you're talking about the friends of mine. So that is awesome. That yeah. is awesome. We're almost down. God, we got one minute left. In what words- is the best way? Uh, needy, for people to contact you to be part of this?
1: Absolutely. Um, my, the, the phone number, my one and only, is 386 212 2721. Or you can reach out to me on uh, email, which is my name, E D E E dot D A L K E at strollmag.com.
0: Well, Edie, this has been a lot of fun for me, and, you know, keep up the great work. You've got a tremendous uh, publication there. We're proud to be in it. We're going to be in both. I guess we're going down the fly-in next, and, of course, being a a loving aviation, as I do, that's going to be fun for me to see all my buds and stuff down there. Yes,
1: and, Bill, thank you. You've – you're the – The best example of entrepreneurship in having this company that employs so many and does such a good job.
0: Thank you, Edie. You're wonderful. Okay, folks, uh, we're going to have to sign off for now. But uh, please reach out and help us support The Race to Stop Suicide and give Edie a call and see if you can participate. It's a lot of fun. Be safe out there. and We'll talk to you next week. Solar Fit Renewable Energy Radio Show paid for by Solar Fit.